Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Going into the prayer meeting than standing here, I thought. <laughs> okay. Not, um... Now, I didn't introduce myself, so I'm Dave Watmore. This is my darling wife, Leslie, uh, for those who, who don't know us or her. Uh, and that we are married. <laughs> Unlike what we told the people we were saved by. Yes, when, when we first got what saved we got saved within six months of each other and we did a kind of foundation course with the pastor and uh he then he baptized both of us and then he said yeah i assume that you're married and we went no we're not married (laughs) his face was a lie it was a lie his face fell a mile and we we let it run for about 30 seconds and then we and then we told him we were married so You have to put up with our weird sense of humour, I'm afraid. So, um, I... It's upside down. I remember um, before the pandemic, uh, Leslie came forward and uh, brought a prophetic word, which was to stand and then stand and then stand. I don't know, does anybody else remember it or was it only me? It, it looks like it was remember. only me that remembers that, it, but it was about mm-hmm. three, three or four years ago. And uh, when Leslie came to me about two or three weeks ago and said, I, I feel God has got a word for me, she said, it's about standing and standing in the truth. And I remembered back those few years ago, before the pandemic, that she had encouraged us and exhorted us t- to stand uh, at that time. So here she is to bring, <laughs> to bring that. Uh, I think actually God gave that word for me because for the last couple of years I found it very difficult uh, to stand. Um, and if it wasn't for some very good friends and people who actually speak truth into me, I, um, I could still be a bit of a wobble. Let me, just so pray for, let me just pray. So, God. Father, thank you. <laughs> let us stand, Lord. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for what this word that you have put in, Leslie, Lord. I pray that it will ignite our hearts, Lord. I pray it will write truth on people's hearts. I pray it will the oil of anointing will penetrate into people's hearts and loosen them to declare that they are free in Christ. So, Father, I just pray, bless Leslie, bless your word as it goes out from her lips this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Right. Right. So, I have called this Standing... And I thought I really ought to give it a title more than that, so I've called it a song, because God gave me a song, which probably none of you know. (laughs) And thankfully, I'm not going to sing the one that came, which was a pop song, and I looked it up, and the words were completely unbiblical and completely rude. So we're not having that one. 
And then I had a quote, because uh, I thought, you know, I need a good starting point, and um, Steve talked about the Titanic, so I thought, well, that's good, isn't it? I can use that one. And then I had a memory and a question, so I'm going to sort of do it like that. The song was, I'm standing beneath your wings, I'm resting in your shelter, your great faithfulness is my reward and makes me want to sing. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. I also had a prop, because, you know, Neil has props. Peter has props. Philip's had props. So I had a prop, which I was going to use, and thought, yeah, this, this is great. But last night, the dog ate it. So <laughs> there's no prop, I'm afraid. Well done, Bonnie. <laughs> So we start with a quote, life, see if you can guess the film, life is like a box of chocolates. Forest, you don't get to choose what you get. So what sort of chocolate has no little card, because the dog ate it, with a picture and all the flavours so you know what you can choose and what you can avoid? Well, for me, my box would have dark dark ginger, which is quite exotic. A little indulgence of cherry liqueurs with a lovely surprise of a cherry inside. Maybe the smoothness with a little bit of saltiness with a salty camel. Caramel, not camel, caramel. <laughs> well, you know, if I lived in the East, maybe it was. I don't know. Or maybe some luxury of a champagne truffle. But life happens... And it's not always what we would want or choose. Difficulties arise, some we overcome, some we continue to live through, and some just stop. We live in a fallen world with an enemy who, although cannot take from the hand of Christ all those the Father has given him, makes life difficult for us as Christians and we are told to be aware of his schemes and to resist. So Ephesians was written to a believing people in Ephesus, which is now in Turkey. Commercially, it was a thriving city on a river. It was wealthy with the largest bank. It was intellectually important and the centre of a powerful cult of Artemis, also known as the Virgin Queen, the Queen of Heaven, or the Moon Goddess, and also identified as the Mother Goddess of the Eastern religions, or as we would call her, Mother Earth. The people practiced magic, astrology, animal sacrifice, emperor worship, and many other religious practices, including idolatry. The temple of Artemis had a shrine prostitutes, male and female. Worship was very sexual. Many of the city's businesses depended on the worshippers' trade, which is why they had a go at Paul and there was a massive riot. Do you see any similarities to the culture that we live in today? How about the worship of this earth? and how we must save this planet, but it doesn't matter about the people on it, you know, there's too many of us 
let's save the planet. All very good, because as Christians we are told to look after God's creation, but not worship it. What about pornography? It's rife. You can't look at your um, phone without something popping up that's sexual. What about the idolatry of media stars, film stars, pop stars? Um, I say stars in inverted commas because, you know. Um, sports. Sports. What about the worship of sport? You know, this club I support, this club I don't. Let's have a fight about it. So the battle is no different. It's no different from Paul's time to this time. We are told today to live counterculture as a kingdom people. We are told to take the culture of the kingdom out to the world. Not the world dictate to the kingdom what's right and what's wrong and what we should do. Well, we don't like that bit of the Bible, so you can change it. We want you to do this. No. We are supposed to be taking the kingdom out there and bringing the culture of Christ, the love of God, the peace with our Father to this dying world. Ephesians gives us the truth of who we are as Christians now. We're called by name. Thank you, Johnny, for what you said. We are chosen to be holy and blameless. In love, we are predestined to be sons and daughters in Christ. We've crossed over from death into life, from darkness to light. We are redeemed by his blood and are inheritors of the kingdom. We are forgiven past, present, future. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing, made alive in Christ, sealed with the Holy Spirit, seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are given authority in Christ for healing the sick, setting captives free, getting the deaf to hear, releasing people from demonic oppression. We are instructed in Ephesians how to be towards each other, men, women and children, to live a life worthy of this calling in the light, in the Holy Spirit, in unity, in truth, maturing in Christ, submitted to him and to each other, for, um, forgiving and supporting one another, not one above another, not male above female, female above male, not one race above another. We are being made new in our attitude. We are told to be made new in our attitude and our minds, to put off the old and to put on the new us created to be like God in righteousness and holiness, clothed in Christ, ambassadors speaking out the truth of the gospel and taking it out to a lost and dying world to bring reconciliation to the children, to the Father. And finally, we are asked to put on, well, actually, we're not asked, we're told to put on the whole armour of God because we are in a battle. We live in victory, the victory of the cross, but we still have a battle to stand. We're attacked in our faith. Does God love me? Can I really trust him? 
Are his plans for me good? And is he mine? Is he still angry with me? Is his word true? Can I lose salvation? Do I really have authority to speak the gospel, heal the sick, command the enemy to go? Circumstances occur. We might lose trust in him and try to work it out ourselves. The culture around us is challenging us to conform to this worldview and truth, not kingdom values and truth. We sin. Others sin against us. The thoughts that come, you're not worthy. You are nothing. You can't say that. You can't do that. It's hopeless. You might as well give up. No one will love you after that. God doesn't. Those sorts of things. We feel intimidated by the whispers of the enemy. How can you say that? They won't like you. Look at what you did. If only they knew. Call yourself a Christian? Now look, you can't even manage to pray. The armour is fully trusting in God and all he has done for us and fully living it out in our daily lives. If you sin, confess, repent, renounce. If it's habitual, seek the help of a trusted friend or person that you know knows God well. If someone sins against you, forgive. Forgive, forgive, forgive again. Seven times seven, Jesus says, which is infinite. Let no place be where the enemy sets up camp in your spirit. Feel intimidated? I did today. I remember David, when faced with Goliath, cursing and belittling him and his ability, he said, Am I a dog that you come at me with a shepherd's staff? Come, I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. Which I don't think is a particularly nice way to greet anybody that you've never met before, but there you go. David knew his weapon and his ability to use it. And he knew God's power and his love for him and his people. So instead of being coward, he said, you come at me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come at you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, the sword of the Spirit, the eternal word of God, is our weapon, so use it. And he's possibly not the thing to say to the 4 by 4 driver who will not move out of the way when you're in your little car and shouts abuse at you. So, tempted though I have been, I haven't. <laughs> well, we all, and I include myself here, have had times of being or feeling quite defeated and doubt gob, and I've been known to speak this out to the enemy... Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. 
And sometimes when I'm feeling very flat, I have to talk to myself because I think David is brilliant in Psalms. I have, you will know that I really like Psalms in the Old Testament. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. I threw mine over the floor, just, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I feel like a real preacher now with my glass and <laughs> being served and all that stuff. Right. I knew in our last church a really lovely woman of God who, after putting up a lot of the enemy talk one morning, opened the back door, got her broom, and while sweeping it out the door, shouted, Now get out in the name of Jesus. Perhaps we have to do that, sweep our spirits sometimes and say, Get out in the name of Jesus. I'm not having this anymore. So then I came to a memory and a question. So when I, long time ago, well, you know, when I was young, just a little bit younger than this, you know, before I had kids, before I knew Dave, I was training as a nurse, a state registered nurse in Kent. And in our third year, we had the option of going to um, do... Geriatric nursing, which for those of you who don't know is for elderly people. And psychiatric nursing. So I chose psychiatric. And a whole busload of us turned up at Cane Hill Hospital, which is in near London. Massive Victorian hospital. This is before um, psychiatric or people with mental illness um, were put out in the community. So they're a massive, massive building with corridors and the patients or the in people used to walk round and round and round all day long. And it was quite intimidating, actually, when we first turned up because there's no social um, distance and people would come right up to your face and stuff. So for the first few days, we're like... Because... Ah! You know, the media, it tells you things about people with certain mental illnesses, and it's quite frightening, but it's not really. They're just people unloved. Um, but by the end of three months, you know, it was like, hello, mate, how are you doing? And we were all right. Well, this particular ward was an acute ward. There's no alarm system. There's no CCTV. You had no personal alarm. And a man was um, brought on the ward, a young bloke who was uh, accused of rape. He shouldn't have been there, because we're all young nurses, all female. So the instruction was, while he was there, if he comes towards you, stand your ground. Don't get backed into a corner or a wall. Call for help. Shout. Don't back away. Well, he was taken away after a while, and I don't know what happened to him, but then. So, seven years later, after I'd done my state registration, I um, did my health visiting thing, and I had 
a place on a state in London, just outside London in Eltham. It was a quite a rough London, South London estate. And I was in the clinic when those words came back to me. I was alone in this massive clinic. The estranged partner of a woman I had helped to get her gyro check from the social security office before her partner got there. He came in and he was shouting abuse at me, cursing, threatening me with violence. He stood right in front of my face. Not kidding, he was right there. And this word came back, stand your ground. Don't give way, don't back into a wall or a corner. And that is exactly what I did. My knees locked, there's no alarm, there was nobody there. And it was really quite frightening. But I stood my ground and he went. This was before I was saved, okay. So, you know, I wasn't calling out anywhere else. When he eventually left, I couldn't move. And that's when another health visitor came out of a side office. She'd been there the whole time, heard everything. And she said, I would have called the police if it had got nasty. <laughs> Some colleague she was. And I won't say here what I thought of her. <laughs> it wasn't very polite. I also considered getting a job on the makeup counter of Boots, which, if you know how much makeup I wear, you would think a massive joke, because it is. <laughs> our feelings and our thoughts are unreliable at times, aren't they? I mean, just hold that thought of this clinic. But our feelings and thoughts are unreliable at times. They go with the flow, some of us with our hormones, some of us as whatever happens. When trouble comes and difficulties that cause us to wobble in our faith, let's be those who stand shoulder to shoulder with others through the rough times. Not the ones who sit in an office until things get really nasty before coming out and giving some support. Pray with them. Go up and pray for them. Encourage one another to persevere in the unity of the faith and to trust in our Father. There will be trouble, Jesus said, but he has overcome this world. David, when he was in a battle, had his mighty men who supported him. Do you have mighty men and mighty women who support you? Are you a mighty man or woman of God to support someone else? So we come to the question, this is where I would need some hello in a minute. Can I go like that? Okay. <laughs> this is the question that I felt God say when Neil was talking about standing with a bear coming at you. And that's where this all started with this standing business. So I'm blaming Neil. <laughs> it's all your fault with bears attacking and stuff like that. Oh, for a nice gin and tonic. <laughs> now. That's <laughs> 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 able to repent of that one. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the question was, when I got home, what are you standing on? And I had a picture with it. 
of a bouncy castle and people trying to fight with long swords. Just, just think that thought. Absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, you can't stand in a bouncy castle with everybody else bouncing around. Well, maybe you can. Webster's Dictionary definition of stand is to be at rest in an upright position, so you can't stand lying down. Fixed and firm, to occupy and to hold a place, to persevere and to persist. Can I have the first scripture thing, please? Thing, thingamadoodle. Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like the man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. I really like the Old Testament and there's a lot of um, men and women in there whose trust is on God. So Moses, in Deuteronomy, says this, I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Upright and just is he. This is our God. 1 Samuel 2. Hannah says, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My strength is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. And David, because Psalms are my favourite. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the strength of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet upon a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. And lastly, in Isaiah, I think it's last, yes, <laughs> it is. You will keep him perfect and constant peace, 
the one whose mind is steadfast, committed and focused on you, both in inclination and character. Because they trust and take refuge in you with hope and confident expectation, trust confidently in the Lord forever, for he is your fortress, your shield, your banner. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Or if it's in the NIV, it says, the Lord himself is the rock eternal. This is our God. This is who we are standing on. When you're young, you're often told to stand on your own two feet. Goodness sake, grow up. I don't say stand on your own two feet, but yeah, maybe I'll say again. Be independent. How do you cope when life's chocolate box gives you the one flavour you really would not want? The toffee that rips out your filling. And yes, that's happened to me. What do you stand on? Who do you stand? Do you stand on your ability? your educational attainment, your job, your wealth, your looks, your health, your family connections, your strength, your fame, your pride of independence. What do you stand on? Or are you standing on the rock eternal? Is Jesus the cornerstone, the sure foundation on which you build? Is your life anchored on the solid, unshakable, eternal, protective, or merciful love of God through Christ our one and only Saviour? Are you fully persuaded of his truth, or are you wavering? Can't find it. Where's it gone? Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. Are you fully persuaded of this joke? Truth. Are you fully persuaded of the love of God and his power, his authority, his mercy, his faithfulness? Are you fully persuaded or are you wavering? Are you standing on this rock or have you built your foundation on yourself? That is nearly the end. So if you don't know Jesus today if you don't know this rock on which to base your life this day is the day of your salvation he calls you by name to know him to be free of your past to live a new life set on this rock the firm unshakable foundation of Christ and secure in his love this is the one delicious chocolate you can choose today
Shall we just stand? I think uh, <clears throat> Lizzie hasn't given us a gin and tonic. I think she's given us a three-course meal. And uh, we do need to digest that spiritually, don't we? We do need to. It's that song we sang earlier, Wait Upon the Lord. We need to stand and reflect. And I would say you may well need to recommit yourself to Christ if you are struggling in those areas. Say, yes, Lord, I have tried to do things in my strength, in my wealth, or whatever it was. The Holy Spirit will have touched you in that area and convicted you of that. So let's just take that time just to, just to reflect, speak to him. He is the rock that we can stand on. Yeah, Father, Holy Spirit, just come. Apply that word to our hearts, Lord. Self-pity can be dangerous. God is saying, don't just stroke that poor little me. Lift up your eyes to him. Give that situation to him. He is our deliverer, our strong tower, the rock that our feet are should be firmly planted on. So, Lord, come. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come, Lord. Yes. Speak out your struggles. And, and not right now, but obviously later, as Leslie said, find people who you trust, that you can be around, who can stand with you. And if you, if you feel that you can see someone who's standing, but standing alone, don't be like the, the uh, colleague of Leslie's who was sheltering in the, in the office waiting for the storm to pass. Go out and stand with that person. Just let me encourage you to do that.